Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Rebecca, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to join me today to discuss your book, The Multi-Orgasmic Diet. Embrace your sexual energy and awaken your senses for a healthier, happier, and sexier you. How are you today? Thank you. I'm great. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, I'm, I was excited to, when you launched. I mean, we go back to IIN. Uh, which we were in the same class, when I saw this book launch, I was like, oh, wow, this would be a great, even though a great interview for, because it's an interesting, I mean, I read the book over the holidays. Mm -hmm. And even though it's geared more towards the female species, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, I can see where this is actually geared towards a lot of people because it's about self-love. Loving yourself, and letting go of the guilt and the shame that we all hold. I mean, even men hold guilt and shame, and we all and we all have problems with self love. So, you know, even though it's geared towards the female, this is something that everybody deals with. Mm-hmm. So why don't we? Why don't you start and tell us a bit about yourself and how this book came about? Okay. Um- well, a little bit about myself is, as you mentioned, um, you know, we were in IAM together, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, um, right back in, in 2014, we did that program, right? Yeah. Yeah, and before that, I was already in the, you know, health and wellness field, teaching Qigong and meditation, doing massage and craniosacral therapy, and also I have been trained to do nutritional lifestyle consultations um, by Paul Pitchford, the author of Healing with Whole Foods. So um, I've been interested in health and wellness for the majority of my life. About 20 years ago, I was in a nearly fatal car accident, and that really led me onto a healing path. And even before that, I was interested in things like, like herbs and their healing properties and um, the metaphysical. So it's been the new thing that came into my life though was I did decide to enroll in the Institute for Innovative Nutrition. And at the same time, I also was taking a program called Sexual Awakening for Women and learning how to be a facilitator to work with women and their sexuality. So um, this book, I it funny, it wasn't until my first interview after publishing that I realized that it's really a culmination of everything that I've been doing for years. And I guess when I was writing it, I didn't really look at it that way. But then when I share, like, you know, my, what kind of work I've been doing, I'm like, oh, yeah, all of that's in this book. So it all came together in the book. And it wasn't, you know, a thought-out, intentional thing, like, okay, well, here's how I'm going to put it all together. It really just came through in an inspired way. Wow. That's good. I mean, that's amazing that you've done this, and it's amazing that you stepped up to the plate and published this. And Thank you. Took a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, it's very well written. Thank and you. And it's, uh, like I said, it was a very interesting read for myself. Let's take a little bit 
a deep dive into the book now and touch base on some things. The one thing that's setting yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. Since we're in the new year and everybody makes New Year's resolutions, and most of them stop after um, the first month, so right. I think the, I think it's seventy above seventy seventy two percent make it past the first month, right. which is is you know crazy. Yeah. So let's talk about setting setting yourself up for success. This is chapter one. The quote, which I really loved, was until one is committed. There is hesitancy, the chance to draw back. This is a quote by W.H. Murray. I find, my, I find myself as a, as a coach that a lot of people want to get healthy and they want to make the changes, but quit because it's hard. Yeah. So let's, go, let's talk about that before we go further, and then we can go in how, we brought, how this plays into your book. I've definitely had my own experience with you know, setting out to do something and then not following through or just keeping it up for a little while. And, you know, I see that with clients and students and other people I know. And and with this book, I just knew that I wanted, I didn't want it to be like another self-help book that doesn't actually get utilized. Um, <laughs> so I really, I really wanted it to feel as much as possible like I'm there with a reader, like, you know, as a coach um, and, and, but setting you up to to have success um, without necessarily working with anyone one-on-one or in group coaching. But that's always an option, too. But I just really wanted to bring to light the things that often do get in the way, like call it out, you know, <laughs> like, like the resistance that we feel or even starting to read the book or if you have some other goal you're working on being like, oh, like this isn't really going to work or or why bother, or I don't have time for it, you know, so like all the things that can get in the way, I wanted to just bring them to the, put them on the table and show how to deal with them and just acknowledge them. Right. And and, and throughout the book, you stay connected. I mean, there's a lot of places where you can uh, log in to, and you have a lot of exercises in the chapters of different and different modalities to help you through this book. You have different aspects of, uh, you have exercises, I think, in every chapter almost. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, even just kind of backtracking to the title of the book, you know, The Multi-Orgasmic Diet, it's not, you know, we've talked about this, I think, through messages, you know, it's not like an orgasm technique book, and it's not a regular diet book. So the actual menu, instead of it being food, it's these practices. So, yeah, they're over... I think there are over 80 practices and then there's bonus material too. And, and even that, I felt like that could feel overwhelming to people. So I wanted to really um, provide options for, yeah. for people to lay it in or, you know, go at their own pace, just do what feels right without feeling discouraged. Like, oh, I can't do it all. There is no all to do. It's totally up to you. <laughs> you even have some videos for people to look at and watch mm-hmm. as you go through this book on different techniques and breathing techniques and, you know, it's, it's you know, like I said, I, I think that I've, I've, I've got more. I mean, we have over 100 and some diets, books out. I mean, diet things on the market and the, you know, who knows how many diet books have been written. Yeah. But this one is is uh, just different. It's just, it's just, it sticks out. And I like the way you go through and 
the beginning and talk about your self-love part and getting to know yourself. And we're going to go there in a minute, but the multi-orgasmic diet is more than just a diet. It's, it's, it, there's, this is a quote that it's more than just a diet. It's a way of being turned on by life so that you're satisfied and totally alive, which I love that quote. And that's, some of us walk through, most, a lot of us walk through life with our heads down and not happy. We have, we all have issues and we all have problems. I mean, none of us was without a problem. So addressing those things and being, even being happy through those is, is, is hard to do sometimes. So I like that this book addresses that. Maybe you could just dig a little deeper into that before we go into the the uh, chi and the sexual energy and the... Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, a lot of this book comes from my own experience. I mean, some of it's from experience with clients and students and other people, but a lot of it is based on my own experience. And I've had a lot of struggles and I've had a lot of, you know, dark times and I have found ways to, in my core, like to to know that everything's going to be all right or ways to bring myself out of it when I'm feeling down or challenged. Um, so I just really wanted to help other people, um, yeah, to, to feel more fully alive and to know deep within that, you know, that they're good, that life is good, that, you know, that the hard times will pass, sun is always shining, you know. Uh, but, but without spiritually bypassing or being in denial of, of what is you know, challenging or what your negative feelings are. All right. That's good. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, the main thing, the main, the first thing that really helped me in my life was Qigong and um, particularly specifically Shenzhen Qigong. I know you said you wanted to get into that in a minute, but um, yeah, that was like the first thing where I'm like, Oh wow, this is really a, an amazing practice to help me feel more love and joy. Let's let's go there right. I mean, let's go. That's for the next subject anyway. Let's go there right now. Talk. Let's talk about these because I'm not familiar with this. This I myself. I mean, I meditate. I'm a really bad meditator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my mind, I, I, my mind just goes. Yeah, but that's common. <laughs> I mean, I was laughing at something like, well, what is it to be a bad meditator if you're even just sitting there trying? I mean, part of the practice is. You know, the mind does wander and you're supposed to just keep coming back and coming back. And um, over time, hopefully it gets better. I'm not a bad meditator then. No, no I wouldn't say you're a bad meditator. I mean, you're a novice, a beginning meditator. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because back in high school, way back, I did go to the Transcendental Meditation Institute. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah, you can be a beginner for decades. <laughs> yeah, and, and I loved it, but I just, you know, I, it's one of those practices you really got to do on a regular basis. Yeah. So let's talk about the chi, and is it chi gong? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, chi is vital life force energy, and it's the energy that's dealt with, too, in acupuncture. Like, when they put in needles, it's to get that chi, that energy flowing. And um, so Qigong is movement and breath and even intention to help bring in fresh, pure healing Qi, send out any stagnant, murky Qi. Because when, when the Qi is stuck in the body, when it's stagnant, according to Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, that's when we have pain or illness. So it's really a self-healing practice. Okay. There are 
types of Qigong, but the ki- the main kind that I practice and teach is Shengzhen. And Shengzhen, the, the Chinese characters for that literally means sacred truth or ultimate truth, but then it's further defined to be um, unconditional love. So Shengzhen is the practice of cultivating unconditional love. Wow. And, yeah, and it's very heart-opening. So Shengzhen is unique because it has a focus on opening the heart and looking at love as a pure energy. And when I first started doing it, um, gosh, it was, oh my, uh, 10 years, a little bit more than 10 years ago now. And I really had, like, a dark cloud over myself, and I don't know if I was really admitting to that at the time, you know, like I, people would be like, what's wrong? Are you okay? And be like, oh, I'm just tired. You know, <laughs> I didn't really want to like admit to that there was anything wrong with me or that I needed, you know, some kind of help in any way. But, you know, looking back, I'm like, wow, I really had a dark cloud over myself. And, and Shenzhen, you know, really <laughs> made that cloud go away. Like I just, I started feeling happier. I was practicing every day and I, I feel like it really transformed me and my life. Like I, I felt really happy and radiant for the first time in years, like maybe even since childhood, you know, and at wow. the time I was what, 26 or 27. Wow. And then, and then when you talk about the sexual energy and orgasmic, orgasmic energy, and these are things in the book that come up, does that come into play with the chi and the qigong and the, well, it can. So, in like I said, there are a lot of different types of qigong. In the Shenzhen system, we don't ever talk specifically about sexual energy or sex, but there are other qigong practitioners and systems of qigong that are all about cultivating sexual energy. Okay. Let's talk about where this, where the the, multi, the multi-orgasmic comes in in the book. And it, this is a lighthearted, it's a lighthearted and playful throughout the book. And it, it's it's really really interesting, and so let's talk about how that comes into effect. I mean, you talk about standing in the mirror and, and loving yourself. Mm-hmm. So let's just go uh, take it there for now. Okay, like talking about multi-orgasmic or the mirror practice or both. Yeah, both. Okay, so the the idea with the word multi-orgasmic, like first of all, I didn't. <laughs> if I had thought about it more, I wouldn't have called my book multi-orgasmic diet because. You know, I'm having, as you know, I'm having censorship issues with the word multi-orgasmic, but, but this word really wanted to be used. And the idea was that rather than it being about orgasm the way we usually think of it, having it be more focused on the feeling and the energy of, of you know, sexual pleasure and excitement. So I redefine multi-orgasmic as the ability to live turned on and experience these multiple instances of feeling unrestrained and intense excitement and joy and feeling, you know, the pleasure of energy flowing through you and basically feeling, um, you know, the joy of sex with or without sex. And, and so the practices in the book are designed to help you feel more joy and pleasure throughout your day and feel more in touch with the energy that's flowing through you to feel more energized, to feel fulfilled. And, you know, self-love is a big part of it, too, especially in terms of, well, I mean, there are two types of readers, I think, for this book. Maybe there are more, but two main ones. And one type of reader um, would be someone who does overeat or have emotional eating habits. So 
one way to address that really is to practice self-love and and one practice that I really like is looking in the mirror, whether it's just looking into your own eyes, like eye gazing, or looking at your whole body, ideally naked, but if you're not ready for that, you know, you can keep your clothes on, but eventually, um, you know, looking at your whole body in the mirror naked and, and just giving yourself love and compassion through that, then like that's the foundation and then you can feel more pleasure. I mean, I'm sure there are people who actually don't feel a lot of self-love or even feel self-loathing who do feel a lot of sexual pleasure. But the, like my approach is like, let's have a foundation of self-love. Right. But, but, but ultimately, like, I want you to feel good however you have to get there. So, like, if you need the pleasure, sex, um, <laughs> sexual pleasure first to, like, lead you into, like, a heart-centered self-love, great. Um, but for some people, it's going to be the other way around. We're talking a little bit about what we all do when we are down in the dumps and that's eat poorly. And you were just saying that, you know, the, the, the self-love and the self-respect to your body something that we hold inside, you know, crave, makes us crave things. Mm -hmm. uh, especially when, you know, I mean, I live in Atlanta, you're in Oregon, right? Seattle. Seattle. Seattle, yeah. And this time of year is tough on everybody. I mean, suicide rates are the highest this time of year. Mm -hmm. And I know myself, I, one of my things, and I thought it was really funny, excuse is that uh, my first go-to when I'm down in, is is Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey. So yeah. I and and I when I, I snickered when I read that in the book, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, you know. So quality of empty energy, filling yourself up with empty calories, is a quote is from your book, and you go into the Chunky Monkey or not the Chunky Monkey per se. That's just my favorite. <laughs> you talk about the Ben and Jerry's, yeah, and and then you go in and talk about the alternative and how much better you feel eating the alternative. Yeah, let's touch on that one real quick, and then there's a, a, the the automobile analogy in there too, which is both of them were awesome. Yeah, the automobile analogy being about and I believe I learned that from Paul Pitcher, the author of Whole Foods. I think he talked about that, like you know, the kind of fuel you put into a car really affects how it runs, right? So, like, we, when we eat, like, we're putting this energy into our body and we need to think about the quality of it. So, um, yeah, with the Ben and Jerry's, you know, like, <laughs> what could be a substitute for that? You know, in the book I talk about, you know, like, coconut bliss, you know, some kind of, like, non-dairy or, you know, depending on what kind of sweetener they use, maybe it's going to be better for you. But, but one thing I also talk about is, like, if, you, if you're going to eat the Ben and Jerry's, you know, do it with joy and without feeling bad about it. And I think that can be really hard for people, too. So, you know, one of the things I talk about is using one of the practices when you're craving that to see if then you feel better enough to either not want it at all or to just eat less of it or to eat it and just truly enjoy it without beating up on yourself after. All right. And now a word from our sponsor. We'll be back in a minute. We all know that eating healthy is a part of becoming a better person. 
But if you're finding the organic and non-toxic products too expensive or hard to find, then ThriveMarket.com, the healthy online shopping club, is your solution. Like the Costco meets Whole Foods for everything healthy online, you'll get the best organic and non-GMO brands up to 50% off retail prices, shipped nationally to your door for free within two to three days. When you become a member, ThriveMarket.com will donate a free membership to a low-income family, teacher, or veteran so we can all thrive together. You never have to pay full price for healthy food again. Go to thrivemarket.com slash the rebel health coach to get your free jar of coconut oil and 15% off your first order. This offer is valued at $18 and available for our listeners only on this special link. So here it is again, thrivemarket.com slash the rebel health coach. And, and that takes us to, you know, talking about shame and blockages in our minds that, you know, and guilt. I don't think there's a human alive that doesn't have shame for either the past or shame for the present or guilt. I mean, we all have, those are things that we struggle with because that's part of life. So, but you have a great chapter of overcoming the barriers and the guilt, overcoming them and fixing, you know, looking at yourself and saying, it's okay. Uh, you know, I've had to learn for myself and with working with other people that whatever we're feeling is okay, you know, and even to not force ourselves to, to you know, shift out of feeling bad if we're not ready to, you know, like just really give in to it. Like, okay, it's okay to feel shitty. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, <laughs> you can say shitty. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Rebel Health Coach podcast. You can say right. almost anything. All right. Um, yeah, so that, you know, not to make yourself feel worse because they're feeling bad, right? Right. Um, and again, it's about, like, love for yourself and compassion and to just let yourself feel your feelings, and including the feeling of, like, if you really want to, like, pleasure yourself by eating Ben & Jerry's, you know, so, like, just being honest and allowing with yourself for whatever your reality is, for whatever you're really feeling and wanting, and yeah, the barriers, overcoming barriers to orgasm chapter, you know, it's not just about, it's, like I said, it's not an orgasm technique book, so it's really about, it extends to, like, other types of issues that these barriers create, so, yeah, dealing with shame and guilt and um, learning how to let go more and relax more and just relax into enjoying life and into accepting the way things are. (laughs) And, and you also have in, in the barriers, I believe it is in the barriers chapter, you have a contract, pretty much a contract to yourself. I think it's in that chapter. Are you talking about the permission slips? Yeah, the permissions. And then isn't, there's a... There's a contract in the beginning of the book, too, like for the whole... Yeah, the contract in the beginning of the book. Oh, this is the one. Yeah, the permission slips. That's it. Sorry. Yeah, and those I I got those from Marsha. Oh gosh, I hope I don't butcher her last name. Marsha Bachinsky, who um, she's the co-founder of Cuddle Parties, and I have attended a work a couple of workshops with her, and she gave me permission to share her permission. <laughs> <laughs> she has cuddle parties. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, an interesting a, party. Yeah. 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 
Um, so yeah, the permission slip. So to write out permission, like you can do it as if it's coming from somebody else or coming from yourself. You can sign it yourself or even ask a friend or somebody else to sign it or a stranger. <laughs> um, and to just say, you know, like I hereby grant you permission or myself or your name, you know, I hereby grant permission to feel guilt or hereby grant permission to not feel guilty. So it can go in either direction. Maybe you want permission to feel guilty. Right. <laughs> I guess you, I, I don't know why you would do that, but I guess you could grant yourself. Yeah. I think more people would go in the direction of just going straight to permission to not feel guilty. But sometimes there's benefit in just giving yourself the permission to feel that feeling first. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Or, you know, I hereby grant myself permission to indulge in Ben and Jerry's without feeling guilty. I mean, we both come from the school of thought that it's not, uh, I go by 90-10, but uh-huh. a lot of people go right. by 80-20, but you, you really... You set yourself up for failure by not allowing that stuff every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it's, it's not healthy, but it's, right. you know, it's one of those, ple- if you don't do it, you're going to bust. Well, it's nothing if you don't actually want it. I mean, I know there are people out there who just actually don't crave that kind of thing, you know, but I feel like, yeah, for people who do, yeah, we need to be able to, like, enjoy it every once in a while. I was thinking about what some of my, when I was reading this chapter of cravings and this chapter of letting go and, and the Ben and Jerry's, I was like thinking of some of my cravings that I get. And one of them, I mean, one of them is Ben and Jerry's. The other one is pizza. Uh-huh. You know, I, I mentioned that too in the book. <laughs> you know, so those are my, those are my go-tos. And if I'm going to allow myself, which I do, I mean, and, and that's what we're talking about is allowing yourself the, the, and letting it go, saying, okay, I, I, I'm going to allow myself to do this today, you know? And that's, a, that's not just with food. That's yeah. with a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point is, like, I really want this book to help people live more fully alive. And to live fully alive, you got to be willing to let yourself do and have the things that you want to do and have. Well, that brings us down into the into the why the, why this is not just an ordinary diet book because I say the word diet is a four letter word because yeah. it's more of a lifestyle yeah. change, but we get as a culture I believe we get so caught up in the word diet mm-hmm. and like I with New Year's Eve just coming and going right. and everybody's like I want to I'm going to go on a diet I'm going to go on a diet I know. Well, <laughs> let's. Let's talk about treating your body the way it should be treated and the way it should be fed. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the whole thing about this thing called the multi-orgasmic diet is that, well, there are a couple things. One is that I also redefine the word diet and say it's more about, like, a soul food diet. So what are you doing to nourish yourself through certain activities or how you feel rather than it being, like, a food diet? But also, I, I love the thought of women or, you know, like we talked about, I mean, it's beneficial for men too, but it was written for women. And so, you know, women feeling like, oh, I need a diet book or I need to go on a diet and finding my book either instead or to go along with whatever other diet they're doing. Um, And then there are people who are, who aren't, who aren't going to pick up my book 
almost they hear more about it just because of the word diet. Like, oh, like, yeah, diet's a four-letter word. I don't want to have anything to do with that. But then if they actually read the back cover, listen to an interview, they find out that it's not really a diet the way we usually think of it. Well, I mean, you, you do touch on the subjects of diets and crave, and we'll get into that in a minute. But I think if you just think of your body as a, as a car, like we've talked about, if you have a Rolls Royce or a Mercedes, you don't just put crap gas in it. So why are you putting crap gas in your body? And and that's basically, it, it boils down to self-love. You know, loving our body enough to say, I'm not going to put that in my body. Mm-hmm. The big food companies are so trying to manipulate our minds. Yeah, it's so pervasive. I mean, all the ads are for these, foods that are, yeah, like low-quality fuel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw an ad the other day for Taco Bell claiming it's healthy. And I wanted to, like, really? Taco Bell's not healthy. Well, I guess there are people who would say, you know, like, if you believe it is, like, if you, I mean, I do believe a lot in the power of the mind and in belief affecting our health. So, you know, there are stories of people who live to be over 100 who were eating bacon every day and smoking cigarettes. You know, and it, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not a big proponent of Taco Bell, but, like, if you're going to go there, then hopefully you believe that it's good for you or don't believe that it's bad for you. <laughs> well, I mean, or it could be one of those foods like Ben and & Jerry's and pizza. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to have Taco Bell today. I'm going to allow myself to have Taco Bell. Yeah, but not every day, yeah. I want to go into the diet part of this book now, the food part. You talk about cravings and, first of all, cravings and stress. Usually when we're stressed out, we have a craving for something. But it also has some deficiencies in our body cause us to have cravings. Uh, the one that comes to my mind is magnesium and chocolate. Usually if you're craving chocolate, you're low on magnesium, which almost 90% of the Americans are low in magnesium. Mm-hmm. So, But there's other things. And we're talking, you're talking here about fats and healthy fats. I'm a huge proponent of healthy fats. So why don't you take us through that part of the of the cravings and the curiosities and and you know how you deal with this? Sure. Um, in the cravings chapter, I mean, one part of it is looking at cravings as being messengers. You know, like you're saying, like sometimes it is about some kind of deficiency and we need something else, and that that something else could be. A nutritional deficiency, like, you know, the magnesium instead of chocolate, but it could also be some other kind of deficiency, like, like, take chocolate, for example, it could be that you need more touch, you know, like, the oxytocin, you know, that people experience from chocolate, like, it feels good, it feels pleasurable to eat chocolate for most people, and um, maybe what you really need is a hug, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but, um, so there's that, there's looking at what, what's really beneath the cravings too, like what what is it that you really want to feel? Are you trying to feel happier? Are you trying to feel more awake? Are you trying to feel more calm? Like what is the ultimate feeling that you're trying to get at with it? Are you trying to feel filled up or fulfilled? Or, right. Or is it like a distraction? You know, like so what's really going on with that craving? And also though not to write it off, like, I mean, cravings, 
they're messengers. And like, sometimes we do need these things. It's not like, oh, I have a craving. It's bad. I need to find a way not to want what I'm wanting. <laughs> so just looking at what you really want and need and, and also letting yourself have it or finding other alternatives for it. Right. And I mean, you talk about some of those alternatives in, in, you know, in the book. And you also talk about oxytocin. Mm-hmm. Which is you in the is a love hormone. Yeah, feel good cuddle hormone. <laughs> right, but it also, if I'm not mistaken, is part of uh, labor, giving birth. Hmm. I don't know much about that, but that kind of rings a bell. Yeah, I think I, I think in the back of my mind, I was when I was reading that, I'm like, well, that's interesting. The love hormone. It, I mean, I know it's I know it's made in the brain and secreted by the the people. Uh, pituitary glands, but I, I think it causes contractions if I'm not right, mistaken, but I'm going to look into that. And, but that's an interesting that the, 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 with the chocolate and the oxytocin, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And how, I mean, where did that come? I never heard of the love hormone part, but that's the feel good. That's the feel good, feel good hormone. Micro- yeah. I mean, a lot of people, when they put a piece of chocolate in their mouth, you know, they immediately feel like that pleasurable feeling. Right, right. Yeah. It's like the first, you know, when you first fall in love with somebody, that a hormone <laughs> is like responsible for that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then that goes away, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it can. <laughs> um, you know, you are mentioning that you're a big proponent of healthy fats, and I think um, you know, a lot of people kind of view fat as the enemy, especially anyone who is looking for a diet book having to do with, um, I mean, there are all kinds of different diets. But some of them have nothing to do with weight or fat, but anyone, anyone who's concerned about their weight would be like, oh, fat. Um, maybe not anyone, but a lot of people view fat as the enemy. And um, so I even had a practice in a book about befriending fat, you know, like viewing it as a good thing, whether it, both in terms of, when you eat it and even the fat like on your body you know like even if it's excessive fat like maybe it's there trying to protect you and like okay well what are you trying to protect yourself from can't you feel safe to let it go you know without like damning it but just to be like oh like thanks for trying to protect me from whatever like but you know I'm fine like you can shut away when you're ready (laughs) right 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 that's good that's really good Fat is, is is sexy to me. I, not not fat on your body, but you know, just good healthy fats are are yeah. good for your brain. They're good for just overall healthy function of your of your body. And also, I mean, since we're where it's also good for orgasms. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it, yeah. can, it it it's a lubricant. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you also talk about the uh, the. Chia seed pudding being the multiple mouth orgasm. I got a kick out of that. I'm like, hmm, I never thought of my chia seed pudding that way. I know. I was wondering when nobody's asked me about that yet. And I was thinking that's one of those things. I mean, you know, I'm pretty candid in the book and share a lot. That was one of those things where after I was kind of like, oh, my God, like, do I really want to share that? <laughs> and some guy I went out on a date with even, like, he brought the book on our first date. We went to a bookstore. And then I was saying, oh, my God, he's going to read about that. <laughs> you know, feeling like a little embarrassed, but. But, I mean, part of my work with myself and with others is to, you know, not 
not get hung up on that kind of thing. Like, I love for us to be able to talk about sex the way we talk about as easily as we talk about the weather or anything else. Right. So, um, a lot of things that people think are, like, taboo or should be private, like, I just feel like, can't, can't we just talk about it? I'm right. open. <laughs> I, and, and that's the way it should be. I, I think that the taboo part comes from generations ago, and I, I think it just transcends, and I think it's becoming more open. Well, I'll know if if, if iTunes doesn't accept this episode, we'll know it's wrong on iTunes. So. Oh, yeah, actually, I did hear, I did another interview with someone who said that they would have to put an explicit marking on it, or we'd have to the interview be about something else. We ended up talking about just about Shenzhen, Qigong. Um, yeah, I'm going to change the settings anyway, but <laughs> I, I, I think it's, I don't, I mean, we're not talking about anything, we're not swearing, we're not talking right. about anything that's bad, this is all healthy things. But the computer systems that are in place to, to monitor that kind of thing, apparently orgasmic is considered an inappropriate word, and maybe putting an asterisk in for the A you can't get around that. I don't know, but I, I just, I can't I just, believe it. You know, I thought <laughs> I, you had, I had promised advertising on Facebook with weight loss at last because they said it was unsubstantial claims. So I can only imagine how oh, yeah. trying to promote this book on Facebook. I'm sure they oh, just yeah. kick it back left and right. I even, one time I tried to boost the post that asked the question, like, are you feeling anxious or depressed? And they wouldn't do that because it's like, talking about like a, you know, they call it like a mental health. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing to me. I mean, I get it that they have to have some safeguards, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. The chia seed pudding thing. I laughed because I, I love my chia seed pudding for breakfast. <laughs> Do you love it and I was like, hmm, <laughs> that's a new concept to think about is a multiple mouth orgasm, multiple mouth gasm. Multiple mouth gasm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was. I, did, I know some of my buddies are going to listen to this and going to laugh. So I just thought it was humorous. It's like, okay. Yeah. Has it affected your experience of eating chia seed pudding? Uh, <laughs> I haven't had any since I read the book. <laughs> I haven't made any, so it's time to make some more. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I, it won't change my opinion. I, I, it's a good healthy alternative for breakfast. So oh, yeah. and it's easy to make and it's delicious and. It's healthy. Uh, let's talk about real quick before we go. I want to uh, talk about where people can find your book. Is it available? I know it's available on Amazon. Yeah, it's available on Amazon. And um, it is, I think that you can actually get a bookstore to order it for you. Um, I mean, in, in Seattle, there are some local bookstores carrying it, but. If you're somewhere else, I think that your bookstore can order it for you, or you can get it on Amazon. Okay. Um, and you can find me at RebeccaCloudGould.com. I also have the MultiOrgasmicDiet.com. Um, I'm all over social media, too, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, so the book, I mean, I, I'd recommend just going to Amazon, but if you prefer to do it through a bookstore, just you know, call them up and ask if they can get it. Um, in in the future, it might be in bookstores like more readily, but I I'm still looking into some of the distribution stuff. I I was going to publish in January, partially because of that whole idea of everybody wanting a diet at this time. But I published in November, and then with holidays and everything, I got a little bit behind on some of the stuff that goes along with self publishing. So right. 
um, yeah, some things might shift around with distribution in the near future. Well, I'm going to just say that this is a great book. I, Thank you. I enjoyed it. As, as, like I said, it wasn't written for me. It wasn't written for the male, per se. But it, everybody has problems with self-love, and, and, and people need to be... And people need to be relaxed and, and let themselves go and enjoy life. Yeah. And and that's the key and you know, proponent of this book is lots, linking this into being healthy and loving yourself enough to be healthy. Is, is there anything else you ha- would like to add today? Um, I guess just that, you know, I really I really see this book being something that can help a lot of people. And I just want I just want to help people feel more fully alive and in love with themselves and with life. You can tell in your book that, that you're trying to help people <laughs> being, I mean, obviously being in love with themselves and being sexually aroused with life. Yeah. You know, and... and yeah, be turned on by life. <laughs> right. I mean, we're, we walk around, like I said earlier, we walk around with our heads in the clouds or looking down at the ground or what. Or at our phone, we're not paying attention to the life and and all that it's got to offer. So I, I like the fact that you did this book. I mean, it's it's amazing to me that you did this, and it's a great book and it's a great read, and I highly recommend it. And I'm going to go give it four, five, or six stars. But uh, <laughs> I don't know, you know. I, I was like, okay, what am I going to write on here? So. But yeah, it is a good book, and I think it's 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 definitely worth going out there and purchasing. It took a lot to put this book out there, and because I don't, I mean, I have a decent following, but you know, it's not like I have some huge mailing list or I'm some like famous person. So it really helps too through like word of mouth to get the word out there um, about the book. So you know, I guess one thing I'd say is like if you get the book and you and you like it, or if you think of somebody that you know that might like it to you know recommend it that would be great well i will i, I mean it will go out and and uh, you know i'm going to post it as much as i can because i i think that it there's a lot of uh, women that can benefit from this book like i said it's an awesome book and you're a great person and i'm rebecca thank you for joining me today and taking the time and uh it was, it's been a pleasure I hope everything goes well and you're in with your sales of your book and we'll get it out there and and hopefully it pushes it up for you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. Please go to my website, www.tomunderwood.net. That's T-H-O-M underwood.net and grab yourself a copy of my free ebook, 11 Surprisingly Easy Changes to Be Your Best Self. It's under the freebies tab at the top of the page. This will also sign you up for my monthly newsletter, and I promise not to blast you with endless BS emails. Also, if you'd like to book a one-hour consultation with me, at the bottom of the homepage, just click on the button, schedule a free one-hour consultation. And if you really enjoyed this show, please go to iTunes and rate the show and leave me a comment. Have a blessed day.